Hello, fellow safety and health professional, and welcome to another podcast and a series of podcasts based on an article in Safety and Health magazine that's all about you. The number one request I get during my workshops by safety professionals that we will cover during the session is they want to learn how to get employees to participate more in their safety program. I wrote about this and did a podcast on May 22nd article entitled Encouraging and Improving Participation. But the second most common request I get from safety professionals is how can I get more support from upper management and production supervisors or something similar. It can be discouraging when it doesn't seem like you're getting the buy-in you need. Sometimes it can feel like you're the only person cheering for your safety team. I've been on job sites where I got plenty of support, and then I've been on some and had positions where it was tough to get the support that I needed. But no matter how much support you're getting, here are tactics that can help you get more. And they'll also help you get more, not just at work, but in your personal life, if there's times that you need support from a group or a person. First, have detailed examples. If you tell someone they don't support you enough, likely the first type of response you'll get is, what do you mean? Yes, I do. Or I do support you. Of course I do. Now, you'll need to supply at least one example to prove your assertion, because the person or group doesn't think what you're saying is correct. And if you only have vague proof, it's unlikely you will change the person's mind and behavior and your no support claim won't have much impact. When I ask workshop attendees to give me details about their no support claim, often they can't. They'll say something like, uh, when we have a tight production schedule, the supervisors and managers take shortcuts to get things done. Or at meetings, upper management talks a good game about safety, but it's not the same in the field. But when I ask them for specific examples, many times they can't give me one. What were some of the shortcuts? What happened in the field that made it different from what the manager or vice president said during a meeting? Now, sometimes a person can and give me details, and they're on the right track there, and they're more likely to get support if they were able to use those details and those examples. And details matter with examples. Whether you want a larger budget or a supervisor to stop allowing shortcuts on the job, detailed examples will give your request a stronger impact. However, you may be getting all the backing you actually need. In other words, you may have a misconception in your head or a false perception. So if you can't come up with examples, maybe it's just your opinion and it's not true. That's another reason why you should be able to have examples, detailed ones, to give to the group to show where, when, and how they are not giving you support. When I was a safety supervisor, I wanted the crews working a cable pulling job, I was working for Stone and Webster at the time, to slow down. I went to the project manager with my request, and he gave me a half-hearted okay in response. Well, to his surprise, I pantomimed how fast the two of the carpenters on the job were working, picking up material and climbing up the scaffold. It made him laugh, I laughed too, but it affected him enough so that he said, all right, let me go see what's going on. 
And on the way to the job site, I gave him more detailed examples, and it worked. My animated example worked, and the other ones. Uh, we held a meeting with the supervisors on the job, and, and the manager uh, wholeheartedly supported me. Second thing that can help you get more support is to use a story. Tell a story. And use that as either a metaphor, as an example, or as to show something that happened that will prove your point. Many times I've used stories to get support or illustrations as examples that are more like a story than the ones we just talked about with something going on in the field. One time I had to pitch a program, it was called SMAT, Safety Management Accountability Training, to the VPs because I needed more money for the budget for it. So I told them a story about my daughter Amber and how she got injured when she was a toddler because I was too busy and I was working at the same job site at the time to install a stair barrier properly. I didn't support it like I was supposed to. I was going to get to it, but I was working a lot of overtime. I even passed around a picture of Amber before I told the story, which got a few chuckles and people were, you know, the VPs were going to say, oh, well, let me take my picture of my child out to show around. But then when I got to the reason why the story ties in with the money was, if I, who loves my daughter, you know, as much as any father does, and same things with these VPs, I'm sure you love your children, I was neglectful because I was too busy worrying about other things like production, getting work done, and it caused my daughter to get injured. Could it be that on job sites at projects that we can also not be willing to take time to learn to be better at our skills as safety leaders in the company? You know, I tied it in the story with what was going on with the training. Well, I got the money. No doubt you can come up with true or realistic stories to support your requests or use <clears throat> examples that show how things move people or don't move people. I one time used an example of a cockroach to show how even little things can ruin a meal. Tell to win. Connect, persuade, and triumph with the hidden power of story. A book by Peter Guber is one that's chock full of examples on how stories help the author become an entertainment mogul. A few of Guber's many accomplishments he has so many. This is just a little bit of what he's done. He's CEO of Mandalay Entertainment, has produced several hit movies such as Rain Man and The Color Purple. In fact, I think he has about 50 uh, nominations to his movies, Academy Award nominations. He's also owner of three professional sports teams and is chairman of Dick Clark Productions. And the book is about how he uses stories to get support. It'll help you to learn how to tell better stories. He does that too. And how you can use stories to get others to support a goal or mission. It's definitely worth reading. I know it's helped me uh, be a better storyteller and use stories as a means to get more support. And finally, as always, I mean, I've spoken about this before and so does do many people who give advice or write columns. And you know this in your personal life. Be grateful when you do get support. Earnestly thanking someone when they give you help, even if it's part of their job, because sometimes we don't do that because say, well, it's their job to do that. So what? 
tell them that you're thankful, and you should be thankful, and it will make them want to continue to support your efforts. It will also send a message to others that you are an appreciative safety professional. And if you ask supervisors and managers how can you better support them, that will move them to reciprocate. I used to go into the different offices at times and say to the managers or supervisors, is there anything I can do to help you as a safety supervisor or safety manager to make your job easier, better, or to make it so that it's less of a chore to follow our safety procedures or do the job safely? Often they said, no, I got plenty of help. But sometimes somebody would come up with something and they say, yes, I would like it if you could do this or do that, and I would do it. And then I knew that they would be more likely to support me in my efforts. You can't go wrong with honest accolades and asking to help others. By using these tactics, I'm confident you'll be more likely to increase the support you get.